It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta, your co-host of Retire Repurposed. Well, on behalf of Ben Tages and myself, thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, we're going to get right into today's show. Scott Jagosinski from Argent Alpha joins us on the podcast again today, talking about cracking the code. According to Tony Robbins, success leaves clues, and people who succeed at the highest level are doing something differently than everyone else does. In this podcast, Scott will break down eight clues for retirees to crack the code to having great health, great relationships, and a great mindset. Enjoy this episode. All right, I got Scott Jagosinski back on the line today. Scott, thanks again for joining us on the podcast this week. Hey, it's great to be back with you, Jared. Looking forward to it. Again, this is, I think, I don't know, the fourth or fifth time we've had you on the show. You have an organization called Argent Alpha. You help men over 50 uh, become harder to kill. And and you're just, you're kind of a, you're a fitness addict, but you're also a life and mindset addict as well. And that's really what you teach people. Yeah, I, I, I'd i say the mindset drives all the other things. I'd say fitness is probably the fourth one on my list. Um, I love working out, but I love I love having this growth mindset and improving it. It's like it's a work in process. It's it's never done. So that's what it keeps me going, man. Keeps me going. I'll, I'll, uh, you're on LinkedIn. You have a uh, a weekly newsletter that I subscribe to. Uh, you put out some really good stuff, man. I just before we even get started, like just tell people where people can uh, where they can find you and get subscribed to your your email list. Yeah. So if you um, well, what argentalpha.com is our website. Um, LinkedIn. Put in Scott Jagodzinski, you'll find me. You'll see my headline, Harder to Kill. It's pretty easy to track down. And um, if you go on the website, I think you can get to my newsletter too. This is where, uh, you know, some of these, when you're early stage, you're, you're so busy just helping guys. I probably got to do a better job of like exactly where to go for the newsletter. But you you can find, if you find me on LinkedIn, just message me. You can, you can track me down. I answer all my own messages and emails, so. I've I've been on your website. It's at the bottom of your homepage, by the way. So I can okay. I can be your your business manager on this thing. But that's 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 where it is. So go to Scott's website, arginalpha.com. But again, uh, if you're on LinkedIn, follow Scott. He puts out some really really uh, great stuff, and he's been on the show a number of times. So again, if you're new to our show, uh, go back and listen to some of the the conversations we've had because we we've dug deep into this idea of mindset and just it's not about being successful. It's just about listen, like you're you're given one life. And um, let's make the most of it. Let, 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 let's steward the time, talent, treasures that we have to the best of our abilities, uh, not to make more money. I mean, that's not the point. The point is, it, it's really just to be the best version of ourselves. How, is that, how would you articulate what I, what I just said there? Do you agree with that? Or how would you say that? Well, I, I mean, I've got this personal belief. Um, and, and again, I talk to men, so I, you could substitute women in for this too. But I feel like men need to always be pursuing something. And when you're in this mindset of pursuing that, that's where growth happens, learning new things, curiosity. And so, and, and if you're healthy and fit, it just, everything gets easier. And so I'm all about pursuing whatever it is that's going to, you know, whether you call it your life vision, your future self as our, our, the, the author we both love, Dr. Benjamin Hardy t- refers to it or an identity shift, which James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, what he talks about it, whatever that is, you got to create that in your life. And I think modeling behavior is the easiest way to do it. If anybody wants to make a change in their life, the easiest thing, you don't have to go read books, go to school, model someone who is like you, like the person you want to become. Yeah. And I love, I I love the word growth and you use that in your explanation because we've always said uh, since the inception of repurpose, really retirement is a time when you should be growing. And as John Maxwell says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And unfortunately, 
the the society's view of retirement, especially is once you get a certain age, now it's time to just put it in cruise control and I've accomplished what I need to accomplish. And it's just such a, a, a faulty mindset um, that we have to unlearn. So again, going back to uh, your explanation of, of growing and understanding um, the gifts that we have and, and taking those to the next level and always having a vision, something to pursue, I think is right in alignment with a lot of the things that we've always talked about. We're going to talk today about cracking the code. Um, you wrote an article on this and you have eight steps to crack the code. What do you mean by crack, cracking the code, cracking the code to what? So I, I, you know, been working with men over 50 now, um, dozens of them, probably, uh, in the last two years, 60 plus men and everybody comes into our program is, is a high performing guy and, but maybe their health and fitness is, is quite where they, where they want it to be. And so after going through our program and being in our community and, and really, um, buying into what we're all about. Um, you know, Tony Robbins says, you know, success leaves clues. And so I kind of zoomed back and started looking at guys. I did a few interviews. I looked at their data and I came up with there's eight things that all these guys had in common that led to their success. And so mm-hmm. I wrote a newsletter about it. And um, when and when I say um, cracking the code, it's cracking the code to being a man over 50 who's healthy, fit and living his best life. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the clues that I outlined. Let's walk through those clues. But again, to preface this, this goes to men and women, retirees, non-retirees. This is basically for everybody, so to speak, but um, especially for people who uh, need kind of that nudge to say, hey, let's 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 get after it and make you know this season of our life the best one. What's clue number one? So clue number one is they make the decision. And what, what this means is uh, first, before we get into what that decision is, there's something that Stephen Pressfield, he, he wrote a book called The War of Art. He calls it the resistance. And so this seductive voice is something you could picture as the devil and the angel on each shoulder. But it's, a, it's not always like the devil. It comes off more as, hey, Jared, you've worked really hard this week. Why don't you just take the day off, take the weekend off? You can have a few more beers. It's this thing that keeps you from pursuing whatever you know deep down inside you want to pursue. And so the men, when they make the decision, they they choose to stop listening to that voice or when they hear it they it's a trigger to say hey this thing is this is the seductress this is the siren's call i have i have to stop listening to it and then they make the decision that, that to change your limiting beliefs from something uh, that you can't do to what can you do and that really this decision to get better in our case become harder to kill drop the fat get stronger reverse biological age make the second half the best half that's the first clue is yeah, they make the decision it seems like that's what it takes. You know, I mean, just let's bring in physical health, for example. Uh, you know, and I know, like, if you're going to rely on your willpower and how you feel tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., whether you can go to the gym or not, that's never good. It'll work once or twice, maybe, but after that, it won't. You have to make the decision. I'm going to go. I'm going to become healthy. I'm going to change the way I view my life. I'm going to change the way I view my relationships. Is that what you, is, is that what, how you would articulate that? Yeah, I'd say that's, I think I'd say that's spot on. And, and I'd emphasize too, it's, it's progress over perfection. Um, growth takes a lot of different forms. It's not this linear curve from the lower left hand. If you think of an X, Y chart to the upper right, it's zigzaggy. But if you zoom back, as long as you're going up into the right overall, that's the, that's the key indicator I look at. I like that. What's clue number two? Clue number two, they play the long game. And so uh, for a lot of guys, I mean, you know, right now, 75% of Americans are overweight or obese. That didn't happen overnight. This has been one of those slow thing that probably for a lot of guys and women starts in their mid thirties, their business careers take off. Maybe they're homemakers. They've got families growing and health takes a back seat. 
20 years later, it's like, what the heck happened? And so um, taking the long game is the way you unwind that. Now, it's not going to take 10 or 20 years to reverse it. But these, these um, you know, 30 days to six-pack abs, all those kind of things, um, that, that's all designed to generate leads and get people in the door. You got to have like a six, at least a six-month and I, and I like a 12 month window because I think a lot can happen in 12 months. And there's, there's this line, I think another Tony Robbins line is uh, we, we overestimate what we can do in the short term, but we underestimate what we can do in the long term. So guys who are successful in our program, they play the long game. I think the long game uh, certainly applies to the, the the physical realm of life. In fact, and I've mentioned this on the show with you a number of times, I, I, I love going to the gym. Um, I, let me let me rephrase that. I like how I feel when I go to the gym. I actually don't like going to the gym because it's painful and it's grueling. And um, I, I work out with my 12 year old son and and a 20 year old friend of mine who I kind of mentor. And uh, you know, we, we, it's hard. And I and I've reminded him many times. I just say, you know what? This is the long game. We're playing the long game here. The gym is the long game. Six pack abs is the long game. But that that applies to so many you know other facets of life too. I actually wrote something on my social media not too long ago where I, I'm 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 a task over I'm a task over people person if that makes sense. I I tend to just let's just let, let's just get the short term wins. Like these tasks need to get done, and 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 under any circumstances, let's just make sure they get them done. Even though I have my young child or children with me over breakfast. So I, 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 I almost look at it as the long game of relationships. It, it was better for me to like take that half an hour before work. And instead of start tackling emails, which I'm going to get to at work, that's the short game. Let's invest in the long game. This 20 minutes with my kids is an investment in the long game. It, what other ways do you see kind of the long game coming into play other than just physical? I think that, well, I think the theme, no matter what the topic is, financial, physical relationships is consistency. It's not a once a weekend or, yeah, I hear some guys, they're, they're out of a job and they say, oh, it's time to network. And they're like, no, the time to network, it's like a tree <laughs> 20 years ago. That's what right. So I think it's the same thing is, is consistency. To me, that's just one of my favorite words is if you're consistent at something good or bad, mm-hmm. you're going to get the result. You're going to, it's, there's no shocker, right? Yeah. I mean. So whether it's you, like you're in great shape, that, that didn't happen overnight. You have consistent habits and protocols you follow. And so where you are is no shocker, right? You, you're, your results are a reflection of your commitment. So yeah. if you're 80 pounds overweight, that's what you're committed to. Yeah, making those little deposits uh, into your future self, as Benjamin Hardy says, or casting the votes, like James Clear says in Atomic Habits. To me, that it makes the every moment so important because, again, even those little things that don't seem to be moving the needle over time, um, they do. What's clue number three? Clue number three: they follow a program, and um, you know, for, so for me, obviously, I'm Arjun Alpha is the guy I recommend for high performing men over fifty, but. It could be anything. It could be a program from your local gym. It could be an executive coach. You need some sort of framework that is proven. When I, I hear a lot of guys who, you know, I call it, they, they're pulling a Sinatra. You know, they're doing it their way. And I'm going, well, how's that working? Let's get you on an in-body scan or you know, financial. Let's look at your balance sheet. Um, so a lot, a lot of guys get caught in these ruts of doing it their way. And um, usually that's not the best way. And so it finds some kind of program in, in what you're trying to improve on. How would, you know, 
the pro whenever I think of a program or a blueprint, um, I immediately go to the, the the physical. I mean, that's kind of the that's the 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 prototypical example of this life. Where do people do they do people need coaches? Where do people find kind of the life program, so to speak? I know you offer that, but where 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 do they look the books or where where should people find these programs? Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You know, it's it's a. Uh, I think that's partly where having a curious mind comes into play. So, um, to give you an example, yesterday we had a guest speaker named um, Dr. Brett Blair, and he he's a he has a PhD in positive psychology. And he shared a, a model by Dr. Martin Seligman called PERMA. And PERMA, uh, the P stands for positive emotions. E stands for engagement. R stands for positive relationships. M is meaning. And A is achievement or accomplishment. So and he went into this model. And it's like, this is a way to flourish. Uh, Seligman's book is called Flourish. And that's where the PERMA model falls out. So finding something like that. Um, the Wheel of Life is another model that people can use to help give them some guidance. And I think I think sometimes people overcomplicate it. They spend way too much time researching and not enough time acting. And um, there's a big group of people who love to read. And I, you know, my our guys probably get sick of me saying this, but knowing and not doing is not mm-hmm. knowing. So you got to you got to execute. And so sometimes action before the research at least gets you feedback, and so you can course correct. So take action. You'll find it. Just got to be curious. Stop. So, you know, what needs to be true for this to happen? Just so start looking for something. And yeah. I found when you seek, you will find it just, it just happens. I, I've been guilty of that where I'm almost reading too many books. And I had a mentor say to me, she's like, you know what? I think you need to stop reading. Like when was the last time you sold, you told somebody like, you know what? Put the books down, like stop reading and then just like process and actually do. I think that that is uh that that's really good advice. What's clue number four. Clue number four is they show up every day. And we, we touched on this a little bit ago about consistency. So small things repeated consistently produce big results. And you, and you hit on a couple of those examples. So don't think about boiling the ocean, but you got to show up and put points on the board every day. And, and I, I referenced Jordan. Jordan was never, Michael Jordan was never held scoreless in his career. Now, he did have two one-point games when he ended his career with the Wizards, but he still, he still hung a one on the board. And so... I think that's with life. I mean, you don't have to go out and hang 30. And I think especially men get this all or nothing mentality. Like if I can't go out and crush it, then I'm not going to do it. It's like, that's a BS attitude. It's like preventing you from moving on. So just put some kind of point on the board every day. And that act will lead to those 30 point nights. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that's important. High achievers, they they want to go move mountains every day. That might not be practical. And then you've got kind of the other side of the spectrum where every day is Saturday. Every day is just you know it's just an open ended. There's no boundaries. There's no plan. Uh, those people, I would encourage you know at least like you said, put a point up on the board a day. It may not be thirty points, but just do something that makes yourself better, that helps you grow, that adds value to other people each and every day. I think that that is, that's a really good word um, for retirees that get stuck in kind of the mundane uh, yeah. lifestyle. So we, um, we have five standards we track and um, mindset, sleep, nutrition, fitness, and hydration. And um, a lot of times guys will get behind on, um, on fitness and I'll say, Hey, just, can you drop and do one push up, just one or a one air squat or one, can you hold a plank for five seconds? That's a point on the board. Because when you do that, now you 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 maintain some consistency and uh, you create a, you're, you're actually sustaining a habit. But when you just say, ah, screw it, I'll start on Monday. You're, you're setting yourself back more than just that day. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's like, it's uh, Daniel Pink had this question for his daughter once about cleaning your room. And uh, it effectively got down to what's the least you could do? Because she did, it wasn't what's the most you could do, what's the least you could do? Mm-hmm. And it threw her for a loop. And so um, ask yourself that, what's the least you could do today? Most people aren't going to say nothing. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll have something. And I think that, that 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 is what people need to hear no matter where they are in their journey. What's clue number five? So our, our Jocko Willick fans will love this one. They take extreme ownership. And so a lot of people will have, um, These I hear this all the time from high-performing men. Uh, I didn't hit my standard because, you know, travel and this, that, and the other thing. Like, that's an example of not owning your life. So the, the the guys who do well in our program, they own everything. The input, doesn't matter if it was their fault or not. They own the inputs in their life, and uh, and the, consequently, they, they, they own the outputs. And this is, creates this, it's odd. You think that's like taking on more? It creates this incredible feeling of freedom when you actually own everything in your life and take ownership. Because then you, think you can take action to improve things. So... Clue number five is they take extreme ownership. Yeah, I I love that. I love that. And I I would I would agree with that. The more the more you can get out of the mindset that my life is a byproduct of my external uh, circumstances, that's a victim mentality. You have no control when you mm-hmm. say, you know what, the things in my life, good and bad, they're they're a result of my actions and choices over the last one to X amount of years. It's it's brutal to look that guy in the mirror or gal, but freeing and liberating in a lot of ways. I think that that's that that's super important. Oh man, I mean, anybody who questions this, go read um, "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor Frankl. If that doesn't change how you think about it, then um, I'm not sure what else to t- offer you. It's just such a <laughs> phenomenal book about becoming the victor in your life. Yeah. And that's a, that's a staple book that you have to read. If you're in the, if you're in the space of, uh, of personal growth, what about clue number six? They get disappointed, but not discouraged. And so um, not every day is going to go as planned. So disappointment's totally fine, but we avoid discouragement. Progress is not going to be linear. Sometimes you're going backwards. Sometimes you're going forward, sometimes sideways. Um, But all the common denominator of all forms of growth, it takes time and you need to keep going. And so mm-hmm. something called the cycle of change. And if you can picture kind of a U-shaped curve and people start off with something being really excited, it's called uninformed optimism. They get into it and, and then they know more about whatever journey they're on and they have informed pessimism. And then Clear talks about this. They reach the valley of despair. And if you look at this visually, 
they're closer to six. They're just as close to success typically as they are to going back and starting over. And so this whole idea of just keep going, stay consistent, show up every day, put some kind of points on the board is really a common denominator. So don't get discouraged, but you know, you can get ticked off. You can be disappointed. That's, that's totally fine. That's a feedback mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Hardy in the gap in the game talks about how life happens for you, not to you. Uh, and that really, that really was my major takeaway of that book, which helps me not get discouraged when, you know, the growth pattern isn't just the hockey stick up where you have these little setbacks, um, that those situations are for you to help you grow and God's way of, uh, trying to, you know, maybe teach you a lesson and to, to build your character. When you look at it in those terms, um, yeah, I mean, you can get discouraged, but it doesn't become this massive disappointment that's, that that sets you back, uh, you know, a couple of days or weeks or maybe months or years. Right. Yeah, 100%. What's clue number seven? They prioritize themselves. And so um, think about the stakeholders in your life, your wife, your kids, um, your business. Um, you, they're all dependent on you. So this is the um, I, I, I think I got this maybe from our mutual friend, Antonio Neves. Uh, apply the oxygen mask theory. So anybody who's flown know this when, when, if there's any trouble on the, on the plane, the mask drop down from the ceiling, you put yours on first. Cause if you don't put yours on first, you're not going to be able to help anybody. So prioritizing yourself, health, mental health, physical health, um, financial health, you got to really prioritize your, yourself first. That's not being selfish. That's just creating, it's building the asset, which is you. So you can help others. I think in, in the Christian faith camp, uh, we can tend to um, really let this one uh, slack out of humility, out of wanting to care, out of wanting to be uh, generous. And that they're just two different conversations. You, you know what I mean? I, would you agree yeah. like that there, there's nothing wrong with prioritizing your health, um, your, your even desires, um, to some extent, because when you understand like that is actually helping me come into God's fullness and, and be the best version I can be to help others and steward my gifts. Um, I feel like that is that that's one major area of especially the faith camp that gets kind of neglected, so to speak. Yeah, I think they, they are two different concepts um, and they, they tend to get muddied. And then, you know, depending on your what what your faith background is there's there's all sorts of guilt things driven in there and what you should or shouldn't do and you've probably heard this line be careful all your or you'll uh should all over yourself you know so to get out of this all should 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 and and i kind of go back to the extreme ownership setting a vision for your life and then executing and and you have to prioritize yourself when you do that you're gonna have a way bigger impact on people like you'll have more money to support causes that are important to you. You'll teach your kids because you're setting a great example for them. You'll be a better husband. And so, but if you're not taking care of yourself, your health gets out of weight, or out of whack, your mindset's bad, you're grumpy when you come home, you're not helping anybody. Yep. Uh, but if that's what, if that's the byproduct of quote unquote, giving to others, I don't know, man, that, that formula doesn't sound like a winning one to me. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a line there. And I've been guilty of crossing as well, where uh, the best way I can serve my family and my work or whoever is just to take on as many things as I can. And then all of a sudden, my mental health is, is off and I'm not present and I've got uh, decision fatigue and I'm burnt out. So that's a, that, that's a big one. We've got about a minute or two left. What's clue number eight? Well, the last one is they redefine what fun is. Because when you've had decades of, for a lot of guys, over excess in uh, food and possibly alcohol, entertainment, uh, health gets out of control. 
and you got to redefine what fun is. So, I mean, one of the things I'll talk about, guys, like if, if, if you're on three to five meds every day, live life with a CPAP, you booze it up regularly, eat crappy food, um, you're going to have platinum status with a sick care system. And so you got to redefine what fun is. And so switching into like we have a, a million step challenge going on now. Every one of our guys is loving this thing. It's like, I mean, all it is is walking, but they're redefining what fun is. They're getting all these benefits. They're habit stacking. They're taking calls with clients while they walk. They're walking with their wives after dinner. They're catching up, getting their steps. And so you, you got to redefine what fun is. It's, um, I mean, I've heard this so many times. I love my two glasses of wine after dinner every time. Great. I do too. But I've redefined what fun is. And it doesn't happen overnight. But the more you set standards, that 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 fun becomes something different. And being in great shape and great health and having energy and um, confidence level, self-esteem, that's a that's fun as hell, man. It's that's so- a lot. That's also a lot of fun. And uh, as as we've as we've chatted, as of the recording of this podcast, I'm I'm one day away from my 45th birthday. My goal is to be in some of the best shape of my life. And uh, it's not it's not easy. Um, and my wife gave me a compliment. She's like, I'm really proud of you of, of what you have done. And uh, I know it's not easy. But I and I said, you're right. It's not easy. But the way that I feel, the confidence I have, and the way that I look is worth it. And I think that that's kind of what you're getting at. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm guessing your performance in the workplace has improved. Uh, you work out with your son, so you're spending time with him, setting good examples. Um, I, 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 I don't know if you can even count the positive byproducts of making you better and redefining what fun is to you. It's, it's probably a lot of unintended consequences that have fallen out of that process. I love it, buddy. We're, we're out of time. One more time, give a, give a shout out to your website where people can find you in your newsletter. Yeah, check us out at ArjunAlpha.com. You can find everything you need there and get in touch with me and follow us. And uh, love to have anybody, any men over 50, you're welcome to come and check us out. Well, thank you so much for listening to this conversation with special guest Scott Jagosinski. For more information or to join Scott's weekly newsletter, visit his website, ArjunAlpha.com. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.